Hello, Hello and, and welcome, welcome to, to the Vorthos Cast. I'm Jay Anelli. I'm Lorelai Weissel Labrizzi. I'm Brian Dawes. And I'm Chris Delano. All, All will be, be one. one. Thanks, I hate it. I'm buying a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey Brian, did you did you get that um new coffee sample I sent you in the mail? Absolutely not. I don't drink coffee. Hey Lor- are, are, are we going to get canceled if I say flamethrowers can't melt steel beams? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. No. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, that's. So today we're talking about the new Phyrexia strike team. The Phyrexia all will be one story has begun. That's that's such a mouthful to say, though, every time. Yeah, but you can't say one story because the one story has begun. <laughs> yeah, it's like story. you know, I'm very excited for March of the Machine, uh, just to be able to say mom. So the mom story, the mom. mom. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, I, today I, we thought we no, no, I have I have a solution here. We could just say the one story. That's confusing because then you know one story is that's just an adjective. But if Phyrexia all will be one. It's it's Phyrexia and then one, and it could just be P-O-N-E, the Pwn story. <laughs> the Pwn story. <laughs> My what about what about we take the PH? So it's the phone story. It's oh, it could God. also be the phone story. But yeah, the, the Phyrexia all will be one. The one story. The phone story started today, and uh it was we started off with a couple of bangers, that's for sure. Got a... Some of my favorite authors in Magic's recent history on these two episodes for today. Yeah, Cassandra Caw's back for a horror story that features a villain called you might have heard of named Slowbad. And uh there was also another one who that I just blanked on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. It's, uh, so the first one is called Cinders. The other one is also really excellent. Yeah, the other one is uh, a hollow body from Aisha Farah, who uh you may remember from writing one of the best stories in Magic from 2021, A Cry of Magic. Yeah, it made me cry. Yeah. Uh, Aisha also wrote uh, The Edge of the World from the uh, Innistrad Midnight Hunt stories. That was really good with the, the Jacob Hawkins story. Um, but yeah, two two excellent stories from two incredible authors today. I I am so happy for Cassandra uh, when uh, they had written the Vivian stories way back when um, we were chatting about hoping both of us hoping to write for Phyrexia one day. And now it's 2023 and we have both written for Phyrexia and horror lovers, horror authors be winning. Uh, and and we let we, we it's just great. It's just good stuff. Mm hmm. Cassandra is a really good choice for writing new Phyrexian content. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's move on into this actual strike team, which has, obviously, there's a parallel here, just like Dominar United had parallels to the original invasion. Uh, these planeswalkers invading new Phyrexia have, like, echoes of the Nine Titans. Uh, is it going to play out the same way? God, I hope not. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> it might be worse. I mean, Jace has a little bit of Urza in him, but uh, not he's not that bad. So here's hoping things go a little bit better. Mm. 
Yeah. So the the main by the time you're listening to this, I think most of the main story will be finished already. Well, so we don't know because they only release side stories on the day of recording. Uh, and unless they're releasing episodes over the weekend, there might just be a couple of main stories come out on Friday, which is tomorrow, which is three days ago as of release. I mean, Time. it's it's another it's another five and five, if if I remember correctly. So you know, we're if you we're if we're basically halfway done. So Jay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not a mathematician, but um, <laughs> I do need to explain to you that one half and one are not the same. Listen, I have small children, and I just round numbers to make it simple. You're you're rounding them all over the place because Ooh, if we have two I, episodes on Friday, this releases Monday morning at eight a.m. Well, seven thirty if you check SoundCloud early. Uh, then there's only been two stories out, so we're not even like to the halfway point. Jay, I can't believe you would just infantilize children like that. <laughs> infantilize my infant. All right. So let's talk about the strike team members. So the first one we're going to talk about today is uh, the only one who doesn't have a card in this set. Uh, and that is Elspeth Tyrrell. So Elspeth uh, showed up in the bro story following in from Streets of New Copenna where she went, where it's the first time we saw her in an actual story in, gosh, nine years? Almost a, almost a decade. Well, we had her in the story for Theros Beyond Death. No. There, it's As a story a summary. Even, even I'm not going to pretend it's anything but a story summary. Uh, so, Elspeth, in particular, has a long history with the Phyrexians and with Mirrodin. Uh, so her story goes back to the Shards of Alara block where she befriends Ajani and, um, while Ajani goes to fight Nicol Bolas, she ends up fighting this, uh, Grixis army that's invading her home of Bant. Uh, and I should actually rewind further. So the earliest we know about Elspeth's history is she was born in a Phyrexian dungeon, right? Mm-hmm. And she, you know, there's, uh, there's, I've, it's weird. There's like a couple different versions of the story floating around online. Uh, I don't know how much of that is Fanon, uh, but I, I, I recall, uh, there is, I think in the quest for Karn, she mentions like hiding in a corpse to escape. Um, I don't recall if that just just delete this part. Anyway, <laughs> you're uh, struggling. Her she her spark ignites. She eventually ends up on Theros, where she claims the sword Godsend before departing again. That is incorrect. She claims the sword of chaos. Doesn't become Godsend until later. <sighs> okay. Okay. Sure. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we are we are covering a lot of of Elspeth history here, and we have ten other people on the strike team. So let's uh, all right. Well, let's, let's just speed talk it up. about the relevant stuff about Elspeth. I'm okay? just trying. I'm just trying to take her jo- take a uh, take a uh, Jay's job. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, you've got it so far. So Jay's not acquitting himself very well here. <laughs> this is this is hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Phyrexia. It's a torturous world. Continue. Everyone's so mean to me. Um, okay, so Elspeth ends up on, eventually ends up on Alara, where she trains as a knight. 
it gets invaded by Grixis. Uh, she defeats the demon dragon Malfagor, uh, but she thinks of the plane as tainted. It reminds her too much. Grixis reminds her too much of Phyrexia and she leaves and she ends up fighting in like a cabal pit on Dominaria where a Johnny finds her and brings her and returns her armor. And she ends up battling I, okay. in the pit. Cough. Yeah, I, I do just want to point out, oh, no, Grixis reminds me too much of Phyrexia. Let's planeswalk to Urborg, where the freaking stronghold <laughs> is still embedded. Yeah. Look, she did the math, but she's really bad at math. <laughs> so, uh, Koth is there, and he's looking for people on Dominaria to help him fight the Phyrexians that he discovered on his home plane of Mirrodin. Uh, they end up, they, they ask around to see who could help them out, and they find Venser, of all people. Uh, Venser travels with them kind of unwillingly. You know, Karn does put a solid, uh, Koth does put a solid piece of rock around Venser's head so he can't breathe unless he planeswalks with them. Uh, so, yeah, th- it's not a great start. Uh, and by the time they get to New Phyrexia, the invasion's already started. And, uh, they end up descending into New Phyrexia to find uh, Ka- uh, Karn. God, I'm getting Koth and Karn confused. There's too many K dumb. names. Just in there magic are too in many general. K names in Magic. Yeah, I'm no more, no more new ones. I'm responsible for a lot of them, so I'm sorry. <laughs> there's like there's three on this list of of eleven characters. There's three. Hey, uh, at, le- at least we killed Jaya, so we don't have Kaya and Jaya. So oh god, oh gosh. Um, you can direct all your hate mail to uh, <laughs> Lorelei on that one. That's okay. I'll ignore it. So in any case, they they end up going down to free Karn from the center of the plane where he's corrupted. Uh, Koth, Elspeth, and Venser all get their all get immunized to completion from um, Malira. Uh, a, a new Phyrexian character who is immune to it herself and also to the metallic growths on everyone in uh, Phyrexia. This is going to count as coughs, too. I do agree that these should be faster. Oh, yeah. Well, and then she dies on Theros and she is revived. comes back in Streets of New Capenna uh, where she gets a new sword. And the fast forward, that's where we see her in Bro. The, yeah. the Halo sword. The Halo part's important. It is the Halo sword, as in a sword filled with Halo, not the sword from Halo, uh, which is also a sword. Energy sword Sunday. There's no one shot, one kill. That would that would rock, like rolling up in a warthog to Phyrexia. Anyway, we also have Jace Balaran. He is the telepath, was once the guild pact of Ravnica. He's the leader of the Gatewatch. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen a lot of him really in the last couple years mm-hmm. uh, outside of Zendikar Rising, uh, where he fought with Nissa and Nahiri because he tried to be a peacemaker and ended up pissing them both off. Uh, he is also very close with Vraska. Vraska is his girlfriend, lover, whatever you want to call it. And she, he has also recruited her for this strike team. We know there's a lot going on behind the scenes because the Brothers War story mentions that Jace is off recruiting people, uh, getting people ready for a possible invasion uh, before he shows up at the end with everyone he could recruit to attack New Phyrexia. Kaito is fairly recent. We know him well enough. He's got he's got a, a, 
a problem with new Phyrexians in I, that. <laughs> I have a problem. I have a problem with our agenda here. It labels him the boy wonder, but he's very clearly in his Nightwing era. Um, <laughs> this is true. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's that, fair. That was a deliberate reference to uh, the lineage of Robin and Nightwing. So uh, that was intentional. I don't know. After Tamio's abduction, he might be in his Jason Todd era. <laughs> anyway. Wait, hold on. No, Elspeth is the one who has died and been brought back. She's the Jason Todd. That's fair. So, yeah, Kaido has, like, a really personal relationship with uh, Phyrexia in the sense that he personally wants to kill Phyrexians uh, from all the stuff that happened in Neon Dynasty, which I'm realizing was, like, a year ago. Yeah. That was a so, solid year ago. That's right. Yeah. That story yeah. is old now. Old make, news. Old news. Jace the Tim Drake? Who's the Damien? Is it Nahiri? <laughs> oh my god. So, moving <laughs> m- moving on. So yeah, Kaito is uh, not happy with the Phyrexians. He's got a whole lot of reasons to be pissed off at Tezzeret, uh, and the Wanderer is coming with him, because she was also victimized by uh, Tezzeret, and, you know, these experiments also happened on her watch on her plane. Then we have Kaya Kassir. There's a Kasser. See, this is the I, problem. It's, I pronounce it Kassir. We we last saw Kaya in Brothers War helping uh, Teferi with the whole time travel thing. Uh, she's a member of the Gatewatch. She's the one who has discovered the Phyrexian threat uh, fighting Vorinclex on Kaldheim. She was... We, wait, we know she was hired by Tezzeret now, right? That's yes. Public? Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I forget the little things that I know like years ago that aren't going to be public till way later, and that's one of those things that I've known for all a while. the all the connective plot tissue stuff is public at this point. Sweet. I believe um, all so, the connective tissue is public now because we're on New Frexia, and you can see it. It's just out there. Uh-huh. It, it's all in. Uh, it's all on Elish Norn's lair. Uh huh. Um. So with Teferi lost a time, Kaya has a very important responsibility. She knows how to detonate the Silex the, that Sahili has built because the one that Karn excavated got destroyed. Uh, so Kaya is kind of the um, trigger person. Uh, she has the nuclear codes. It would be really bad if those fell into enemy hands. Eh, don't worry about it. I'm sure it's fine. Mm. Tell us who's Koth. Koth is our next planeswalker on the Strike Force. And uh, he's been gone for a very long time. Was it uh, 12 years? Uh, yeah, this year will be 12 years since New Phyrexia, everyone, in case you forgot. 12 years. So, uh, yeah. Uh, last time we saw him, he was uh, forcing Elsbeth to run away because he was fighting an uh, unlosable battle after freeing Karn and trying to escape from New Phyrexia, which I hate saying because I want to call it Mirrodin. But, uh, yeah, he's here and he's been recruited to help uh, free new phyrexia from this awful thing that's happening to it yeah he's he's on the strike team but they're meeting him there which is i think a um an interesting distinction uh and also mark's safe <laughs> yeah so we've seen officially koth's card uh and we've also officially seen kaito's card so we know both of them are safe in this in this story but mm-hmm. um you know there's there's another character uh, a little someone you might know is <laughs> Lucas Stinky Man. Uh, and okay, okay, Jay, is that his last name? Because you put that in. on this agenda. You put Stinky Man there. That's I canon. am not able to create canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Allegedly. 
He is he is of the Draneth Stinkyman family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. So uh, I, uh, Luca is sort of a favorite of mine in that I really want to punch Luca in the face. Good, uh, but maybe maybe not as much right now because his face is a little oily. Um, because uh, this copper coat is a red shirt. Luca uh, has joined the strike team, and as of day of recording, he is confirmed not safe from Phyresis. Uh He has been completed. Or will be in the story. My bet is he's like the first one. Like I fully expect Luca to walk on New Frexia, look around, and go, "Ooh, where do I get some of these appendages?" Um, he uh, was last seen on Strixhaven on Arcavios, uh, joining forces with the bad guys because <laughs> you know that's who Luca is. He's kind of a jerk. Uh, he is a bonder from Akoria, where he uh, kind of learns how to like control the like minds of beasts and like monsters uh and he was a cop at one point and is now somehow somehow he's even worse than a cop uh, <laughs> which is really startling ability to do that um he is uh completed he has been turned into a copper coated monstrosity uh who is red green and uh yeah good for him he found a way to be even more evil Hey, someone's got to replace Darmory as the uh, upstart, know-it-all wannabe person who uh, doesn't know what's going on. Right. I forget, do we have, like, a solid reason why he was on the team, why he wanted to join, why he was invited? Okay, so we don't have, like, it in text, but I think it's pretty clear if you know Luca as, like, having led a monster hunting, hunting squad and, like, having been, like, trained to hunt and, like, kill big monsters with a group of other people in very dangerous situations, it makes total sense that Vivian went and found him and said, hey, you're kind of a little shit, but you have a lot of useful skills, and this is like interplanar threats. Uh, He has a particular set of skills. This is a strike team that is Mm -hmm. looking to do some serious martial damage to an entire plane. You put the military veteran on the team. So, yeah, you have to remember, uh, Gideon is gone. Oh, where'd he go? Uh, to hell. Every single... (laughs) Wow! (laughs) So, every single other operator on here is mostly a lone lone operator. Uh, Elspeth, they did not know until, like, the week they were leaving that she would be around. They didn't know she was... necessarily know she was going to even come. Now, Elspeth has military leadership experience from her time on Bant, and she was also, you know, a mercenary on Theros. Like, she has military experience, but they didn't know she was coming, and Luca is really the only other planeswalker with, like, solid military experience. Uh, He was the leader of a special forces squad Mm -hmm. that specifically hunted down monsters. Like, it would make sense to bring someone like him along who might be able to help with the moment-to-moment tactical decisions. Don't get me wrong. He's a perfect choice if that's all you know about him. But if you've spent like 20 minutes talking to the guy, you'd probably be like, maybe we don't bring Luca. <laughs> which know? is kind of why I'm kind of surprised that Vivian would vouch for him at all, which is, oh man. Desperate <laughs> times. Desperate times. That's all I'm going to say. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, desperate yeah. times are a good time to make friends of your former enemies, which is also why Nahiri is here. Uh, 
Nihiri, self-proclaimed protector of Zendikar, has a vested interest in Zendikar not being invaded by Phyrexians and completed and wrested from her control yet again. She already feels like she's lost it to Nyssa and is probably really bitter about just about everything that has happened in the last, like, three years of her life. Um... So I, th I think it's pretty clear why she's happy to go along with this. Um, she has experience fighting interplanar threats with the Eldrazi. Uh, she also has experience controlling and corralling those interplanar threats <laughs> with the Eldrazi. Um, but uh, her, her primary focus now that you know, revenge against Soren is kind of past. She did her thing. He got out of the rock. Uh, Emrakul's trap. There's not a lot she can do about that anymore. Yeah. So she did her thing. She committed some quote genocide. You know, a little bit of quote unquote war crimes. What's some it's light it's genocide? Light it's, it was a genocide. very light one. That's true. So <sighs> Nahiri is very much a complicated character. I think. It's easy to see. She's definitely one of those characters who is still in her old walker mentality, at least until recently, right? Like where a, the plane is the person and the mortals like just don't matter. Like all the old walkers were like that for the most part with like two Sorry. exceptions. I, I just have the uh, I think you should leave bit in here. Like they don't they don't matter. They're like. They're like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, yes, she she did. She did do a, a, a light genocide that probably shouldn't be. God, this feels so weird to say, like, especially in today's day and age. No, it sucks. Don't do genocide, obviously. Yeah. Right. Like, this is a fictional character we're talking about. Don't get bent out of shape over it either. But like, I definitely, definitely talking with Sean and McGuire, uh, I feel like I understand Nahiri a lot more, uh, especially with the the stuff she's written for Nahiri. Yeah, Nahiri is a great character in the same way that Luca is a great character, but for like a different reason. Luca eh. is great because I want to punch him in the face and he does everything he can to make him an unlikable character. Uh, meanwhile, Nahiri, you really kind of want to like because you can empathize with her and you understand why she is the way she is. But she keeps doing things that make you want to punch her in the making face. making those bad choices, yeah. So, yep, like, yep. it's one of those things where you're like, Nahiri, please stop. Just stop trying to, to cause massive planar damage for one minute, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nahiri's there. I'm sorry all that happened to you, but you need to sit down for a moment. Yeah. Trauma does not give you uh, a free pass to try and reshape the world of Zendikar and your image to return the core empire to its glory. Uh, you know, you just don't do that. The important part is that she's joined the fight against Phyrexia. And she is For a now. potent ally and a mighty For now. combatant. At the moment. Com uh, uh, she's a mighty... Uh, uh, a combatant. Now, Lorelai? A, a because mighty it's funnier combatant. if I say it that way. <laughs> combatant. combatant. That's, that's not as funny. Combatant sounds fancier. My God, <laughs> mighty combatant! <laughs> Brian's just dying in his seat over there. <sighs> well, Brian gets to talk about elves. There's a bunch of elves on the do team. Wanna, do you want to talk elves, Brian? Sure. Uh, our, our next strike force member is Nissa Ravane, who is uh, 
most recently uh, been known to repel Nahiri's advances as far as being the protector of Zendikar and has uh, shown her power on the plane after kind of messing up Ravnica and Vidugazi and the World Tree, but hey, that doesn't matter, right? All, <laughs> all's well that ends well, right? So, uh... <laughs> so, yeah. We'll, we'll see if she's able to tap into the world soul of uh, Mirrodin, if it has one. <laughs> not, it's not I don't, not. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think reaching into the soul of New Phyrexia is gonna be a good idea. You never know. She 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 she'll probably still try it, even though she she knew doing it on Innistrad was a bad idea, and yet she still did it anyway. So who's to say she's not going to do it again? She did it on Amonkhet too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Innistrad. It's not yeah not a good idea. So there, there's a good chance that she's going to do it, and she's not going to like what she finds. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. not not an awful choice, but not the best choice either. She's got that Eldrazi experience. She's a member of the Gatewatch, or was one of the original ones. Uh, so mm-hmm. she, she's she's a perfect fit for this team. I will say, I did write a bio for her on our agenda that includes the name of almost all of her Planeswalker cards hidden into the bio. So I'm a, I'm a little Just sad. read it, Chris. Okay, read it. If read you're it. so proud all of right, it, read right. it, Chris. <clears throat> Nissa is one of the original members of the Gatewatch and a vital force to be reckoned with. She was instrumental in the world wake of the Eldrazi and became the voice of Zendikar while protecting her home plane. This Vastwood Seer knows the threat of the Phyrexians and will shake the world of any plane they touch. And as a steward of elements, she's taken up with the strike team to stop the shadowed bows of the Realm Breaker. Huh? You know, I I, I missed like a couple. I I only heard it after you started reading and I was just like, (laughs) son of a... (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm sad uh, I didn't just read off, straight off the script. Oh, she's she's got a lot of really fun card names, uh, but yeah, she's a perfect fit for the strike team. She makes sense. She's a she's a scout and a guide. Like naturally, she can probably navigate them through this metal hell, uh, and she's probably gonna you know touch a little bit of world soul and see how it feels. Yeah, not sure about that, but you know what? It won't matter because uh, Tyrar Kells is going to be there too, and uh, he's going to be there to tell everyone about how shirts are BS. Uh, <laughs> shirts are BS. Yeah, yeah, that was my yeah, that was my favorite thing to get into the book is. <laughs> free. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Tyvar, Brian. So he is a Kaldheim native, uh, last having been seen fighting with Kaya against Tybalt uh, on their schemes on Kaldheim to uh, distract from uh, Vorinclex's theft of the Seed of the World. Um, he's probably one of the best equipped to fight on a metal plane as he's, his powers are able to transmute anything that he touches to something else or touch he's able to touch anyone to transmute them into something else. Or maybe mm. saying that, but really cool power set on a plane where a lot of people are doing things. And it was, I'm really interested to see how he interacts with Malira. Maybe he can start curing everybody, just having them two together. Maybe he can be the, the, the cure to the, uh, the Phyrexian problem. So, um, Something to note about him is 
We've gotten some official artwork of him choking out a Phyrexianized t- a complete Tybalt. Tybalt? Is that Tybalt. how <laughs> Tybalt. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, you guys. No, Tybalt. This is on Tyvar, and looking at the word Tyvar can get you to Tybalt. Yeah. This, is, yeah, I, this, is a, this it, one's forgiven. It makes total sense. Yeah, I... I... But yeah, no, Tybalt looks so cool. Tibble uh, finally gets to look like a really cool uh, badass villain, and he's getting choked by Tyvar Kell in the very first part. <laughs> and he's <laughs> liking it. <laughs> oh, he. Oh, um, I'm not going to get into Tibble, but I, he absolutely I didn't say is it. into this. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tyvar's uh, on the strike team for a couple reasons. One, he's just a really good fighter, and it makes sense. He's like used to fighting all sorts of monsters and demons and stuff on Kaldheim. He's uh, Kaya's new buddy. Yeah, he's Kaya's friend. Uh, and he really, really wants to kill Vorinclex and Tybalt. So, like, mm-hmm. this is a perfect time for him. I, th- I don't think they could stop him from joining. With no Gideon, we have to have our himbo on the team. We yes. do need we do need a himbo. Jay sitting around before they leave. We need a himbo, guys. We can't go on this trip until we get a himbo. And they <laughs> say that a himbo can save us. wow i'm personally holding out for a himbo yeah yeah no tyvar is great uh you'll also notice he's got like hex plate stuff worked into his outfit this time around from that art which is a really cool visual feature i'm very excited to see how the rest of them incorporate stuff from mirrodin slash new phyrexia depending on which team they're playing for at the end of this (laughs) no spoilers oh i wasn't paying attention (laughs) <laughs> so uh vraska we yeah. also we mentioned I vraska like with jace earlier uh vraska is the golgari guild master she was the captain of the belligerent uh she is as chris wrote in the outline here a fearsome fighter with a life of experience unmatched by most other planeswalkers so she's obviously here with jace she's not going to allow jace to to go into literal hell alone uh at least not again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, she makes a ton of sense to be here just because Jace is here. Right. Like, I think they talk about like Raul is back behind organizing the defenses on Ravnica. And so Vraska is one of the people who went. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, would you would you let your lover go to literal hell if you could be there alongside them and make sure that they're safe. It's it depends. Are we going to both get turned into sexy robots? Because then I would not let them go alone. That's a, that's a couple of things. Vraska also is like fiercely loyal and protective of those she cares about. And so with a family, quote unquote, family spread across Ixalan and Ravnica, like she would feel an invasion across the multiverse pretty Pretty personally, I think. So it makes sense that she would want to be on the front lines of this battle because, like, she's got a lot to lose if Phyrexia wins. She's she's built a home for herself on two different planes. So, like, she, yeah, she's she's got a lot at risk here. Maybe she'll find a big family on Phyrexia. Oh, stop it. Squirt bottle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and we end with the Wanderer. The Lost Emperor of Kamigawa. That's not correct. She's the found Emperor of Kamigawa. <laughs> um, she has an unstable spark, and uh, I'm pretty impressed that she managed to kajigger her way into this strike team in a timely manner. 
Uh, but she has a long history against Tezzeret. Tezzeret is responsible for her spark being wonky when he tested an incomplete reality trip on Kyodai way back when she was like 10 or something when that happened. Mm-hmm. Or it was 10 years ago. I don't remember. Uh, number 10 is important somewhere. Um, <laughs> and more recently fought against Jinkataxius and uh, had to uh, witness the tragedy of the completion of Tamiyo uh, alongside Kaido. Uh, and, and that whole, she was part of the whole Kamigawa Neon Dynasty story and has a lot of good, valid reasons, uh, to want to stop Phyrexia, uh, once again. Uh, she is obviously a extremely talented sword fighter. There are very few foes that she can't take 1v1. Uh, her ability to redirect kinetic energy comes in handy, when you have a bunch of big, hulking metal monstrosities ravaging an entire plane. A little bit. Yeah. It's also interesting that she's on the strike team because that implies that she's there, like, for the whole time. Which means that maybe there's something stopping her Planeswalker spark from going all over the place on New Phyrexia. Maybe there's something stopping all of their Planeswalker sparks from going places on New Phyrexia. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, personally, I'm expecting it to be real difficult for them to planeswalk while they're below the surface. Oh, uh, no. Because, you know, when Koth was trapped in the caves of Koilos, he also couldn't... Karn, Karn. 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 <laughs> look, look, me and Jay gets confused a lot. So uh, when Karn was trapped in the caves of Koilos, he also could not planeswalk away. So uh, maybe there's something about being around a bunch of Phyrexian technology that makes it difficult. Or maybe Tether has brought the Immortal Sun or replicated it. Well, we will see. Uh, and probably by the time this episode releases, you, the listeners, will know. So, because... Uh, could be. Could be. There there, yeah. there should be some story out by the time this is out. Uh, I've been reading. If you listen on the day of release, then tomorrow, Tuesday is the last day of story with the last story going up an hour before the big reveal stream. So uh, definitely listen really quickly to this podcast and then read that story really fast. And then uh, you can watch the stream. Yeah. So one of the important, and also make sure to tune back in to us on the uh, 19th, which is Wednesday, I believe Thursday, Uh, uh, Thursday. We have preview. Mm -hmm. We we have some preview cards that we'll, we're going to talk about. One and or more preview cards. We have a preview of the set of some magnitude. Of 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 some magnitude is mm-hmm. an accurate word. <laughs> no, no, right. no, no, no. I just mean it's, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could even be a boat. It could be a boat. It could be chromium. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever uh, did happen to the to the planar barge? Did that get destroyed in the comics? I don't think it does. Children brought I think it back. It, it's shown in like the flashback and then never really seen again. Like it's shown in the Adam Carthalian flashback, but never really seen again. This is completely off topic. Yeah, no, um, I don't care. Ravidel's dead dead? Or is he potentially still alive? Could he still be out there riding the Chromium Planar Barge? That is a really... Interesting question because Is the final conflict never happened, did it? Hmm. All those old walkers, like from the comics, like unless no, he very he few of them were killed. 
he can't have had a confirmed death because he had to light the Mox Beacon to start the Planeswalker War, and we have no idea who made it out of there alive and dead until they're pointed out later. So, yeah. Honestly, for Ravidel, I'm going to assume he's dead. I've, you know? Or imprisoned somewhere. Just because we know the plot of that game happened, and he does get defeated at the end of that game, doesn't he? Look, all I know is there might be a matching set of planar barges now. (laughs) Oh, boy. Maybe he's the figurehead on on the dragon ship. Maybe that's where Dakin is. I'm just thinking about all these like old walkers that we don't have confirmed death, and they just all show up completed. In the Please, ones no. that were just all no. of them, just literally all of them. Ravidel completed yeah, Ram. Yeah, let's yeah. just let's get all of them. Just throw them all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely Kill them not. All off at once. <laughs> This is going to be a really fun couple of months for Brian. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I hate it. It'll be it'll be over soon for everyone. Elspeth doesn't get a card in this set. These other 10 planeswalkers, Jace, Kaido, Kaya, Koth, Luka, Nahiri, Nissa, Tyvar, Vraska, and Wanderer all get a card in this set. Five of them are going to be completed by the end. We already know Kaido uh, and Koth are safe. We know Luca is completed, uh, so we have four more Planeswalkers that could potentially get some very fancy and aesthetically pleasing uh, and very cool and heroic upgrades in this set. All glory to the Machine Mother. Yeah, they 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 look awesome. I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited <laughs> for my uh, No Infect Atraxa deck to, to get a bunch more Phyrexian Planeswalkers in there. Because mm-hmm. uh, the whole point of that is just to, to like super friends. But only the only the actually completed Planeswalkers are going to make it in. Uh, I believe at this point you have to call it the Legion of Doom. <laughs> <sighs> I like that. <laughs> Another really cool thing coming up soon uh in february uh is a certain magic event that's happening in philadelphia so Whoa! yeah a magic yeah. event did you in know philadelphia about that? <laughs> yeah, is that just, like is that near where i live uh, it's it's close i think it's really close to where lorelei lives yeah it, yeah i i live two blocks from the city of philadelphia yes Really random happenstance is that I'm flying to Philadelphia on the 17th of February, and I'm going to be in a hotel there. That's like right down the street from some big event that's happening for like two days. Are are you also going to be in Philadelphia? I am, and I think I'm even landing in the same time as Chris. Yeah, I think we're on the same flight. Shocking. That is wild. Wow. Like, what... What a crazy happenstance coinky dink that that's happening. You know, as a as a really weird thing, I think I overheard Carrie saying that they were also going to be in Philadelphia that weekend. Wow, that yeah. is really interesting. I wonder why all of us are going to be there at once cuz you know, I just happen to be I'm going to be driving in town and also be nearby. Who knows? It uh, could be anything. Yeah, it's probably it could nothing. Be a boat. It, it, it could even be something on Sunday from 12 to 1. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, so anyway, the entire Vorthos cast will be at uh, MagicCon Philly, uh, if you want to come say hi. Uh, a really good time to find us will be Sunday, uh, which, you know, we'll, we'll talk 
in the future about why. <laughs> and uh, but otherwise, we'll be one or more of us will be there pretty much the the whole time. Uh, some of us will be in and out because obviously we're we're some of us are on vacation or uh, you know whatever. Uh, but there's yeah, also I think like it's an ongoing global pandemic. So like, there's a what? Yeah, we we do have to have a designated survivor so the podcast will continue in case we all get sick. So you know we can't all be uh, in there at the same time, except for maybe on Sunday from twelve to one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that's about for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, it's going to be a fun time. If you want to get one of your uh, one of your books signed from that that I maybe I wrote. Maybe I didn't write it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would be happy I will to sign, sign them. It. I'll sign unless books. it's test for metal, test of metal, and then I will throw your book in the trash. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, we we have all signed a copy of Test of Metal before. Uh, that is a good one for us to sign. I think. <laughs> uh, I I will sign literally anything. Um, uh, Playmats. I will also have uh, the leftover Vorthos cast playmats. I'll have some copies of my book. I'll have some Vorthos cast stickers to give out to fans. Uh, it'll be a good time. Come check it out. I mean, if you're financially able to do so, don't don't break the bank just to see us. No, you are required. Or you're not allowed to listen anymore. <laughs> um, that's not true, because you can pay us a certain amount of money every month to listen. And it's uh, you can do that live, even. You can pay us live? Yes, at the event. Just hand us money. Hand, I hand, will... not Lorelai, though. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Lorelai is fine. Uh, but no, we will have, uh, like I said, we'll have Vorthos cast playmats. Uh, those will cost money. Uh, but we will also have stickers that I will give out for free. I gave out a few at Magic 30. Uh, and it's going to be a good time, I think. I think we already said that. I think I we're just... so. <laughs> Better be. <laughs> I, I think we're just repeating ourselves here so maybe yeah, no, final thoughts uh my final thought is i just started two new shows this week one is uh the new gundam witch of mercury Good. excellent Good. this is it's a really strong this is the most hooked i've been in a gundam show in years jay like, it's unreal every single week is stressful Iron Blooded Orphans it was it was hard to get through, but this one I'm really enjoying. They've changed it up just enough that it's refreshing. Uh, they're really building up a whole stable of interesting characters that I just I'm only on episode five, but I've watched enough Gundam to know that oh. terrible, terrible things are going to happen. To all these people. Oh, good. That means you've seen the Choo Choo Pan Lunch episode. Uh, maybe I'm on episode five, so that might be later this episode. I don't know. The, uh, I did love, uh, Choo Choo punching that girl square in yeah, the that, face. That's I, what I mean. Is that the one? Okay. That, yeah. That's no. the Choo Choo episode where she <sighs> beats so the good. shit out of bullies. Yeah. She's that great. it was really good. It was Spacey really, really good. Turds. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it has like all the politics I want from a Gundam. Like actually, like I understand what's going on. It's not like sometimes these get very pseudo intellectually, and it's just like, what are you talking about? But this one, it's it's pretty clear what's happening, and it's it's interesting and fun, and I can't wait to see what what's gonna happen next. The other thing was Willow. Uh, I did not expect to like Willow as much as I did. The first episode isn't that strong, but once it gets going, it is funny and the characters are all very charming and well done. 
It is not like a, it's not a terribly serious take on the fantasy genre. So it's like, it's like kind of one of those B fantasy shows that show up on like regular cable television from time to time that are syndicated, uh, that, that are looking to get syndicated. Uh, it's like that level of production value, but writing wise, it doesn't take itself too seriously and it's just charming and fun. It's hard to describe, but it's, it's good. It's good. Anyway, that's it for me. I've rambled long enough. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll keep the topic on shows uh, we're watching because Bad Batch is back. My my good my good cat good good uh, Kiwi pals Omega and Hunter and Rika and and Tick and Iko and uh, sometimes Cross here. Um, it's great. I love Star Wars. I love these clones. They're such good beans. It's great. I'm just. Uh, Star Wars has had a wild last couple years of content on Disney Plus from the unreal goodness of Andor to whatever the book of Boba Fett it was. Uh, And um, Bad Batch is in that upper echelon tier of good stuff. Um, The Star Wars animated series are all really strong um, since Clone Wars. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy. It just makes me happy. So... Uh, I'm even going to put myself out here and say, I think the last couple years of like star non movie star Wars content is the, are some of the best stories we've gotten, like better than almost anything. The expanded universe put out, I'm going to go there and I'm even going to say that like Andor, there was nothing that high class. Andor is the best star Wars content ever made. Yeah. Agreed. The uh, the last four episodes of Clone Wars are better than almost any Star Wars movie. That's my hot. That's my hot take. Uh, with the <laughs> exception which last of, like, four episodes, <laughs> the last four episodes together. If you watch them all together, uh, they kind of form a little a little movie of their own, and they are better than like everything except for maybe the Last Jedi and uh, Empire. And even then, it's it's gotten close. It's gotten close. So that's my hot Star Wars take. My final thought is if you haven't seen Glass Onion yet, you should, because it's oh, funny. So ben good. Blanc should uh, narrate and be a part of everything. And uh, I'm here for it. it it's great. And so flipping good. I, I don't know how they could have predicted Elon Musk any harder, but it's so <laughs> freaking hilarious. Because Elon's been around for like 30 years. Well, like it's, it's just the perfect timing from what actually happened in real life with him buying Twitter. Like it couldn't have lined up any better. Like, whew. I I loved Glass Onion, so good. Are you saying Ryan Johnson is puppeting global events to make his movies more relevant? <laughs> if he, yeah, sure. So on that note, I do want to say it is kind of weird that Ryan Johnson keeps being uh, the director and like creator of movies that have like the last performance of famous actors in them like the last jedi was like uh what was who who was it in the last jedi it was yeah it's carrie fisher was like her last movie that she was in and then she died uh oh my god out knives out christopher Plummer died someone needs to stop him glass onion features a cameo from both angela lansbury and steven sondheim they died Like, right after they filmed that cameo. What a monster. Someone needs to stop him.
I'm a little scared of getting away with this. Johnson movies. Hey, if, keep... o- if only there was a charming Southern detective who could solve all these murders. <laughs> Uh, all right anyway so so my final thought keeping in in uh, the range of watching stuff uh i've watched now two episodes of glass uh, or not glass uh, of white lotus uh totally not tapping to add mana this show is just wild um not what i expect out of a lotus at all uh it's okay it's fun that's that's like all i've got like i've just rewatched a lot of stuff recently but uh Really, White Lotus is a lot. It's 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 fun though. Also, shout out to Denji and Power for sharing a single brain cell. I love them so much. Um, <laughs> uh, we ha- we had a really good season of anime. Uh, <laughs> but uh, ending the episode. Uh, so Chris did mention uh, earlier that you you can give us money, um, and and you can do that on patreon.com slash the Vorthos cast. One of the things that you can do on there, we have uh, two two pledge tiers. Uh, the lower pledge tier is just a, as little as a dollar a month. Uh, that gets you onto our Discord server where Vorthos is from around the world. Lordy, do we have a lot to talk about? Because we've got new magic story. We've got previews coming up in a week. We've got all kinds of stuff happening. Big story events. Uh, you know, we're a couple months away from our next big, giant, climactic event set, March of the Machine. If you want to get into a Vorthos community where where folks are losing their minds uh, for how in a good way all the stuff is happening, uh, we'll see <laughs> if it's still in a good way at the end of this set. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out Tuesday. Our Discord is a great place if you want to hang out with people who care about the things in Magic that you also care about. Uh, we do also have a uh, slightly higher tier uh, where uh, you can be a live listener. Um, we record our podcast Thursday nights around 7 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, American Eastern Time. Uh, and if that is a time that you are available and would like to spend an hour and change-ish, uh, with us listening to the podcast live, getting you some chat time with us before and after the show, usually, except for that time Reinhardt Suarez was on for the interview and he and I chatted in, in the call for like two and a half hours after. That doesn't happen a lot, but it happens sometimes. (laughs) Um, you also get essentially the episode a bunch of days early, which is exciting and fun. Um, so, uh, we have the live listener tier as well. And, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's the end of the bit. It's it's not a bit. It's a promotional selling thing. Thank you all for listening to this promotional selling thing. (laughs) This has been the Vorthos cast. No, that makes it sound like evil capitalists.